Hey yo, what up, 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 what up? It's your boy, the Kurt Roskay. Checking in one time for the one time. Uh, man, we'd like to welcome you to another edition of my Fine Wine Chronicles. This series is entitled Daydreaming. Uh, we're going to have a great time today. We're going to be talking about a lot of things that are hit you, that uh, just make you go even harder. We're talking about goal setting, and uh, we're going to have some great substance and a lot of energy. And with that, man, I just want to go ahead and get this party started, all right? So, um, you know, I was looking at some documentaries and things of that nature just to cause my mind to expand. And one of the things that I was looking at was just um, superstar uh, basketball players, superstar football uh, players, professional athletes. Uh, mainly basketball and football. Uh, most of them, they come from the hood. And we know in the hood, you know, there's there's high crime rates. There's high there's a lot of murders, uh, a lot of poverty, a lot of uh drug infested. I mean, just just different uh, you know, situations where it's just not a good look. And so, I believe that uh the superstars that came from that place like for instance LeBron James. Okay, probably the greatest uh, basketball player in this era right now that can that can be argued. I'm not here to argue with you. Okay, just just an example, people. Anyway, <laughs> but um, they would use that as motivation, and they I believe he saw himself playing in the NBA. Now he knew there would be some obstacles that he had to overcome, but one thing that he had was vision, and he saw himself playing in the NBA. So he did whatever it took to get to that level. Now, there are a lot of things that he had to do. One, he had to practice. He had to make sure that he was in the right environment. He had to connect to different people that can help him uh, advance. And he had to study greats and different things of that nature. But there was one thing, and this is the thing that I want to talk about that he had to have and what we have to have in order to accomplish the goals that we see ourselves. He had to have commitment. We are going to be talking about commitment. Okay. What, what sparked this was I was looking at a, uh, a message, a sermon that Bishop T.D. Jakes uh, was talking about, and it just blessed my life. He was talking about commitment. And it was this quote that he said that just opened my eyes. He said, you cannot conquer what you're not committed to, man. And I thought about it because a lot of times, you know, there's just saying you're con- you cannot conquer what you're not willing to face. And I get it. You got to be able to face it first in order to conquer it. But and then, you know, you cannot conquer, you know, what you fear. I get it. You know, you have to overcome your fear. But to be honest with you, I've done some things fearful. You know, I wasn't completely, you know, paralyzed by fear. But there were some things that I walked in fear, but I was still able to accomplish it. But he says you cannot conquer what you're not willing to commit yourself to. Without commitment, you won't achieve 
anything. It does not matter how good you are. does not matter how talented you are. does not matter who you know or who knows you. does not matter how much money you have. Without commitment, you won't accomplish. You won't conquer anything. And it's with that, this is the scripture that I'm reminded of. It said, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. In other words, let us not quit, okay? Let us stay committed because when we stay committed, our reward is just a matter of time. It's when, not if. But without commitment, you cannot accomplish anything. One of my greatest stories, I'm reminded of Michael Jordan. This guy did not make his high school basketball team at first. But he did not let that stop him. He stayed committed. And the reason why he stayed committed was because he knew what he saw. You see, a lot of times what you see inwardly will not line up with what you see outwardly. I'm pretty sure when he found out he was cut, it hurt on the end. It hurt him. But that's not what he saw on the inside. And it was the commitment that what he saw on the inside that was going to drive him until he eventually got what he what until the outside eventually lined up with the inside. Man, I'm telling you, I'm not going to be totally deep, but I really want us to think about this. Imagine all the things that we could have conquered. But because of lack of commitment, we allow it to skate away. Imagine, and I get this from Bishop TDJ, imagine if we would have been committed in school. We would have been committed in sports. We've been committed at the jobs that had the greatest opportunities for us to advance, but we weren't committed. Imagine if we would have been committed to our dreams a long time ago. But I'm not here to dwell on the past because you're still breathing. So now is a time to redirect and refocus and recommit to the things that God has promised us. Okay, commitment is a powerful tool. You cannot conquer what you will not commit to. Now, what is commitment? The great Roski, I'm glad you asked. Okay, I like this definition. It says commitment is a willingness to give your time and energy to something that you believe in. It didn't say something that you like. It said something that you believe in. You're going to give your all, your passion, day in and day out. No matter whether you feel like a commitment is not based off of feelings. We have to stop doing things based on how we feel. Feeling and truth are two different things. We have to operate in truth, what we believe in, not upon how we feel. Because if we operate on how we feel, then we're never going to fully manifest what God has for us. We are still talking about goal setting. We're still talking about chasing the 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 promises that God has has uh laid out for you. We're still talking about going after your dreams. But you cannot and you will not. You will not fully accomplish if you are not committed. You have to be committed day in and day out.
right? So that was just my little warm up. We're going to get into it, man. I have some more quotes for you and I have some, I just have another example so that I can just be an encouragement to you all. You got to come, you got to stay committed. Okay. Committed is commitment is not based off your talent. I've come to find this out. You can always get better in talent. I mean, some of the things that I am great at now, I sucked when I first started. I mean, I sucked, but now I'm great at it. You can't even tell. Why? Because I was committed. Okay? It's not based off your talents. It ain't based off your feeling. Like I said, because you ain't going to always feel like doing it. But it's based off of your belief and the truth. And the and it's based off the conviction that you have towards it. For instance, there are some times I get up and I'm like, man, I don't feel like talking today and uh, 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 but no, 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 no. I know there's somebody out there that needs this word of encouragement. I don't care if like if I only have about five views or five likes or five shares. I know that because of God, because of me being committed, I was able to affect five people in a positive way. And I know it's just a matter of time before that five turned to five thousand, turned to five hundred thousand, turned to five million. Okay. But it's a matter of time and commitment. I have to stay commitment. I have to stay committed to my conviction. And then when I'm able to stay committed to my uh, con- conviction, over time it will grow. But I'm not in it for you know the the the, the accolades and the the fame and the fortune. No, the reason why I want it to grow because the more people that share and like it, the more people I am affecting. The more people that I'm having a positive influence on it's all about what you believe in all right hey man i love you and uh we about to go to uh cut to our song <laughs> it's a little raining outside so i'm you know I'm, but anyway i'm gonna cut to our song man and uh when we get back we're gonna delve deep into this man i hope you got your pen your pad out oh because we finna go to work i finna do some surgery hey yo man fine wine chronicles pull it up baby <laughs> Oh, yeah. And yo, man, that was your boy, Mark Steele, with We Call That Greatness, Greatness. I love that song, man. I remember um, that song started premiering like when uh, they started uh, getting ready for the playoffs and different things like that, man. I've always loved that song, man. So I just definitely thought it would be fitting to add it to my podcast. But anyway, man, this your boy, The Great Roski. Checking in one time for the one time. We are talking about commitment. Commitment, the power of commitment. Once again, there was a quote that's saying, you cannot conquer what you're not willing to commit to. That was uh, by Bishop T.D. Jakes. And so with that, man, I want to just dig a little deeper about the word commitment, okay? We know that um, commitment is a willingness to give your time and energy and sometimes even finances towards something that you believe in true commitment is not solely based upon feeling but it's based upon truth it's based upon a conviction that you can't deny on the inside of you all right commitment i will submit to you that commitment is the greatest factor to success okay now i want to talk about some enemies of commitment I'm only going to do three. We could be endless with this, but I'm only going to do three. The first enemy of commitment 
And hear me when I say this. I'm going to elaborate, okay? You're like, what? I'm going to elaborate. First enemy of commitment is conditions. All right? It says, um, you know, that everything is not going to be smooth. I discovered that everything is not going to be a clear playing field. Everything is not going to be fair. You know, in other words, everything is not going to be. You're not you're not going to always be dealt the best hand. OK, you might have things like, well, you know, you don't have enough education or, or you don't have enough experience or you don't have the credit score for that. Or, you know, they, they usually don't hire African-American males for this job or, or, you know, they usually don't hire a lot of women for this position. Or you, you, you ain't got enough money for this or, you know, nobody's ever quite done this before. Or, or you know, we, don't, we don't really like change. We, we like it how it was before. And you know what? It don't it, it really don't take all that. You know, these are all conditions. That you will have to ignore when you have been given a vision and a conviction from God. You see, you're committed to what's on the inside of you. So, of course, quite naturally, the enemy will throw things on the outside to try to affect what's on the inside. He'll try to get you to give up. He'll try to get you to quit. He'll try to get you to deter. And he will use people and conditions to try to do these things. But I'm here to let you know that I'm, I'm so glad of that verse. It says, do not be weary and well-doing for in due season. First off, there is a due season, but I don't want to break down this word. Well, this, this phrase, well-doing. This phrase, uh, the Holy Spirit revealed unto me is spirit-led spirit activity. Okay, whenever you are being led by God, a lot of times it won't line up with man's uh, uh, way of doing things. You know, and I'm not saying just being a total rebel. That's not what I'm talking about. But a lot of times God will spark ideas in order for you to be better or God would tell you to go after things that man says you really shouldn't even be going after. It's like this. God does not call the qualified he qualifies the call i did a um a fine wine of talking about how god says you're qualified and a lot of times we will allow things people uh, uh certain regulations to try to tell us that we're not qualified and so therefore we will disqualify our own self don't disqualify yourself God says you qualify. So go after it. I remember uh, going after a job. Matter of fact, the job that I'm on, I wouldn't qualify, but I just went up there anyway. And I got the job without an interview. I can't make this up. But had I said, well, no, I don't know this and I don't know that. And nah, nah, I can't really do that. And I can't really do that. Then I would have never got the job. And then I'm going to be honest with you, even on the flip side of that. Even if you don't qualify, let them tell you, the people that can finally make that decision, let them tell you. And I come to find out that a lot of times um, they'll tell you what to do to get qualified. But if you never, if you allow the conditions of what you feel is inadequate 
to deter you, then you'll never go. You'll, you'll stop committing. You'll never commit to what God has told you to do. So don't allow conditions on the outside. Determine what you can have on the inside. All right. That's just one of the enemy. The second uh, enemy that uh, of commitment is man's opinion of success. You have to understand that the vision was not given to anybody else but you from God to you. So when people try to put their expectations of success on you, it's easy to shift from God's will to man's desires. So you have to be able to ignore man's interpretation of success because it is God that is going to use you to carry out the vision. So you don't have to worry about their opinions of success. It's all about God's opinion. OK, it's God. It's all about God's fact of success. OK, because sometimes the approval of man does not guarantee the glory of God. You could switch from his will to their society, their desire. You see, God blesses the motive that inspires the action. So that means that God is looking on the inside while man is focused on the outside. So whenever God is behind something, you will have good success. I sum it up with saying this. With man, success comes and goes. But with God, success stays and grows. I like that. I got that from Pat Scott T. Sanders. With man, success comes and goes. But with God, success stays and grows. I'm reminded of Joshua. I, I keep referring back to that. God told Joshua, if you do these things, if you walk, if you if you are led by me, you will have good success. We let you know that all success ain't good. In other words, all success ain't God. So there is man's success. There's religion success. Then there's God success. And then finally, but not last, um, I said that all wrong. But anyway, y'all know what I mean. <laughs> the third enemy is now y'all got to hear me on this is being satisfied. I also got this from my pastor, Pastor Scott T. Sanders. He said, the biggest enemy of future success is past success. You see, a lot of religious people, a lot of Christians, even Christians, misconstrue this, okay? God does not want us to be satisfied. I know you're like, whoa, where are you going with this? He wants us to be happy. He wants us to be joyful. And he wants us to be content, but content does not mean being satisfied. It just means not to complain. I will submit to you that the reason for this is because when you're satisfied, you stop reaching. You feel like you have arrived. And once you feel like you've arrived, you shut down your commitment. You see, there's no need to keep reaching for something that you have already obtained. That's why God says, don't be satisfied. Keep reaching towards things that he wants you to have. I was sitting in Bible study one day and I never will forget this lesson. My man of God taught me. He said he was teaching on Peter and how he walked on the water. And everybody knew that. And there was this there is this revelation. As long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, then he was fine. But the second he took his eyes off of Jesus, notice that's when he began to drown. And I thought that was the revelation that he wanted us to get. But this is what really shocked and rocked me. I said, okay. He was like, the reason why Peter took his eyes off Jesus 
It's because Peter felt that he already arrived. See, when you feel like you've arrived, you take your eyes off the main goal. Now, this is really going to blow your mind, okay? And you can study the scripture. Peter's goal was not to walk on water. That was, that was something that, would, that was enhoused in the goal, but that was a success. That was not his goal. His goal was to get to Jesus. And so Jesus said, okay, come. The only way to get to Jesus was to walk on water. So he said, okay, you know, bid me to come out on this water to you. But the goal was not to walk on water. That was something that he had to accomplish in order to get to Jesus. The main goal was to get to Jesus. But while he ex experienced the success of walking on water, he took his eyes off Jesus. <laughs> Don't let success take your eyes off the main goal. Man, when he said that, that blew my mind. You see, a lot of times we have successes and we accomplish things, but we forget the main goal. You see, as a born again believer, as a child of God, God places things. He, he, he places goals in our lives to glorify him. So as long as we're glorifying him, that is the main goal. But glorifying him does not stop until we leave this earth. And he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. <laughs> That's the goal. A lot of times we allow big successes to, 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 to deter us from committing to the goal of him saying, well done. So I never will forget, he said, the biggest enemy of future success is past success. So we have to stay committed to, I want to hear my father say, well done. Now, it's not based upon the acts that we do, but it is just based upon our position as a son. And it is based upon how much we receive from him. So we have to. Beware of when we're getting complacent and we have to be aware of when we have success. Now, when you have success, celebrate, people. Celebrate. That's something that you achieve. Celebrate. But don't stop. Keep it moving. Don't celebrate long. Keep it moving. All right? Man, I'm just, I'm really like the Lord revealed that unto me and it, it's, it's changing my life. So I, my prayer is that I can, you know, just to help to change your life and say something that uh, you can take and apply it and begin to change your life. Remember, it is the application of revelation. In other words, if you don't apply it, it's just a deep thought. But what do deep thoughts get you? Your deepness don't get you nothing. People look at you like, ooh, ah. But then after a while, they're going to be like, what do you have to show for it? Results speak. <laughs> Oh, man, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. All right, people. We're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we get back, I have my closing remarks. Hey, man, Fine Wine Chronicles. Pull it up, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Hey, yo, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? That was the big homie Mally Music with Beautiful. I love that song, man. It's just a real good vibe to it, man. Mally Music definitely doing its thing. And uh, this is, we're going to conclude today, but I want to make this statement. I got this from co-pastor Cynthia R. Sanders. He said, the reason why you can't is because you won't. I've come to find out that commitment is not based upon your ability. It's not based upon your talents. Not based upon any of that. It's based upon your determination and your will. You can't because you won't. But I'm going to find out that once you switch that and say, I'm going to be focused and I'm going to do it no matter what, then, man, you begin to conquer some things. And, man, I want us to conquer some things, conquer some things that people said that couldn't be done, that we told ourselves that it couldn't be done, that Satan tried to tell us we couldn't be done. And I want us to conquer it. And then once you conquer those things, you keep reaching for the next. But don't don't forget to look back and help your brothers and sisters. That's what it's all about. All right. Hey, man, I thank you for tuning in to this Fine Wine podcast. Once again, I love you. Greatness has no peak. And I just want to say I want to continue to be a blessing. Share this like this. If it blessed you, it's your charge to be a blessing to somebody else. Hey, man, it's your boy, the Great Roski. I'm checking out. Hey, you better believe your boy love you. All right? Yeah.